Welcome to the First Time Podcast. I'm your host, Tad. If this is your first time listening to First Time Podcast, it's really, really simple. Either me, the guest, or both of us are experiencing something for the first time, usually a movie, and we're going to talk about it. So my guest today is a returning guest. He is the co-host of the Brett and Tony with Ash and A podcast. He's the author of books such as The Iowa Grindhouse and Malice on the Mississippi River. You've seen his short films at Halloween and Palooza and the Snake Alley Festival film, and you've heard him on this podcast. Welcome, Brett Royer, back to the show. Thank you so much. It's great to be back. <laughs> no, I'm glad. And, and like we talked a little bit about um, before this, I was looking, and it just seems like you were here like a few months ago. It's already been almost a year, yeah. January. Yeah, January. <laughs> so you guys have been pumping out weekly episodes since then. I'm glad to see your podcast is still going, and you're still doing the... Uh, the B-movie squared on one week, then yep. the pick a topic on that one. And you guys, like, people don't realize, and I think now that we have some more friends that are getting into podcasting, I've heard it from them, that it's a lot of fucking work. Oh, it's so much fucking work, man. <laughs> to, to do it every week. Like, I told God so when he started his, and he's like, I'm doing bi-weekly. I'm like, I wish I would have done that. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've really considered, like, in, in 2022, just moving to bi-weekly, because it's it's man like for the third season or something yeah like that. yeah it's yeah. just a lot of work but you guys are still going strong and it's even harder when you have uh four people with the schedule yeah editing that... getting it out you guys are great at promoting i guess you do have the thing of like with this it's it's a one-man team yeah and and as soon as i started this i was like holy shit jason's a god because he Jason does, does like oh most god. of our stuff um <laughs> But you guys sort of like even like I, I talked to you about it before. You guys sort of share the duties. Yeah, which is real nice uh, between the four of us. Uh, like uh, all, uh, you know, we do we do the the every other week the BM squared uh, the movie one, and then uh, and then the the other weeks we do the the pick a topic and then we discuss it. And Tony d- edits those, which is real nice. And then I edit the uh, I edit the other one, the movie one, and then uh, you know we we all we we basically all have like. Uh, a set like social media uh, that we uh, you know like like one person takes Twitter one person takes Facebook you know we got it all divided up pretty good so <laughs> thank goodness <laughs> yeah I was gonna say I'm I'm bad at my <laughs> like myself I, I hear people all the time like you're bad at promoting your show you like I post on the day of and then I yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like behind on Twitter you know it's like I, I need to get better on there because is Tony, Tony's on your Twitter. He's the yeah, one that's Tony. on there, yeah. which, um, you know, we've taken to our advantage on Attack of the Killer podcast where yep. um, last week where we needed a, a poll question for poll position and we went to him. And it was a hell of a question. Oh, it was, <laughs> it was great. And, yep. and the thing was when uh, I, we were struggling to come up with a question, I said, go to Twitter. I, I told Jason, go to Twitter, ask Tony. And he's like, here's what Tony said. And I'm like, you know what? Like on paper, it's like, this is a, this is going to be a bad idea. But I'm like, throw it out to a group of friends, yeah. and it's going to turn into gold. And it did with Andy going off. He was ang- yes. very angry about the question. Yes. Uh, but Although I was uh, a little disappointed when uh, when it went up on Twitter, the poll, and Andy's, and, and Andy's yeah. wasn't on there. Yeah, I, I think... Uh, that would have won, probably. And I, and I think <laughs> when a we... Joke. Yeah, I think, I think next time we record, we're going to have to just give him the honorary like win because <laughs> yeah. it's clear in the comments that people were one like angry and didn't get it and they two they, they would have voted for it um but i think jason was just a little bit nervous of us like getting yeah. kicked off of twitter for his oh, yeah. um, vulgar answer but uh seems like jason always gets put in those weird spots like oh yeah 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 definitely but then he's um, got to be the adult of the group <laughs> no but it's, it's interesting because you guys like you said you each have like a, a platform but um, because you guys have such good chemistry that it like 
as an outsider, you can't tell. Like, it all mends nice. well <laughs> together, and you know what I mean? Like, everybody... Uh, you guys know each other well, and the, the podcast sort of has a like a brand to it almost in a way that it's like, you know, um, you guys playfully tease each other, uh, yeah. fight back and forth. And that's what makes it interesting. You know, if you, a lot. Yeah, if you guys just agreed, it would be boring as hell. But, um, you know, yeah, uh, Brett, Tony, Ash, Brett and Tony with Ash and Abe has been going for how long now? How many episodes are in, are you guys? Uh, well, we started releasing them uh, last, well, at the beginning of the year, beginning of, uh, of 2021. But uh, we were actually we were recording them probably like four week or four months in advance, just uh, getting a and we were planning on releasing those too. But listening back on those old ones, uh, it's uh, yeah, a, little, yeah. a little shaky. It, it found uh, the groove found us basically. Like we couldn't rush the groove. <laughs> well, it's sort of. I mean, I feel like that way with maybe not all art in general, but you know, you have to. I, I think recently I saw, I saw someone say you have to like create like so many bad podcasts write so many bad songs yeah. before you sort of find your your footing and i'm sure going Same back with screenwriting they say you've, yeah. got, you've got to write a, a shitload of scripts before you can even start you know but write 20 scripts and then and then sit, start sending out your 21st or something like that you know yeah so you're also a writer and you've been yeah. pumping out books like what are you right working on something right now uh yeah yeah well I've got one in the I've got one in the can still that I plan on uh, releasing this next year uh called Brace for Impact uh my buddy Kyle Rappenegger did the did the cover for it and it looks sweet as fuck um and uh yeah I I don't have a, a date set for that I was thinking sometime in like maybe late spring or something like that maybe maybe April or May but uh and then uh I am writing right now with another friend of mine uh named dane that uh we're we're doing a third because i've got two of the io grindhouse books now uh we're doing a third one he's gonna i'm gonna write one of the stories he's gonna write the other one uh and uh it's gonna be more of like a sci-fi horror this next one is so oh cool yeah he's he's real big into sci-fi and and uh he uh he asked if i want to collaborate so i said fuck yeah <laughs> yeah and i know him from my family video days yeah he would, yeah yeah well family video he would probably see me like anytime there was any kind of sale on used dvds <laughs> i would dig through those things and bring so many home and uh you know just the nicest guy and it's, it's just like a weird thing in town <laughs> like you know when i'm like oh that guy knows this guy and this guy and it's it's interesting finding out so many people do so many things, but I feel like that's sort of like why all of us attract because it's like, you know, when I sort of bridged like you and Jason and that group, it's yeah. like, oh, we're like, it's almost like bizarro version of you guys in Otumba because they, they're, they're making, you know, <laughs> that crazy is a fun. huge compliment to me, actually. Well, that's it is. I mean, huge it, you know, it, it made I love sense. those guys. <laughs> well, it made sense to me when you guys like, you know, when you when you finally sort of like met up and, and he started listening to your podcast and it was like you guys hit it off instantly because... Yeah. You're in, and I've have a bunch of you guys, you know, on on the podcast where it's like you you're a podcaster, you're a writer, you make films, like you know, you just never never are, you just always creating, yeah. And I love right. that, like, <laughs> and I you know I have lots of filmmakers on here and uh, people who do a little bit of everything, and it's just like I think that's sort of what keeps me going on little things, you know. It's like yeah. it, it's been sort of you know things are sort of getting back into I guess. You know, I hate saying like post COVID because it's not over, but it's yeah. like, you know, the you world. You want to say normal, but right? I mean, the, it's not fucking still not fucking right. Normal. But the world's <laughs> sort of moving back to things where it's like, okay, now I'm 
I, I created this show as something to fill that void while things were not happening. Now mm-hmm. things are back to happening, so it's like sort of chaotic, but it's it's fun and you know, it's I think everybody's sort of back to that, trying to find that balance of like yeah. what's what's the new normal, I guess. I hate I hate saying that too, but uh you know, it's just it's just cool to have like, you know, so many creative friends that are keep go- doing things and, and going and I know how much, you know, work you put into that, like, and and you have, you know, a family and kids and everything, like, (laughs) on top of it, like, you know, I don't have an excuse, like, you know, so I'm like, if he can do it, I can do it, and I'm not, I'm not even writing books, I'm just doing the podcast, and, you know. Oh, Ted, you do enough, man, don't undersell (laughs) yourself. (laughs) No, but I just, I, you know, like I said, I just find you guys all, like. And, 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 I mean, the, the amount that you do just uh, for the community alone, too, here, here in Southeast Iowa. (laughs) I appreciate it. And, and I've been making you get involved in that too now, so uh, which has been great. Yeah, actually, yeah, because sometimes you need like a push. You know what I mean? Like you need somebody to be like, "Hey, you know, you you might have a couple good ideas or something." Right? Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, this is like your is it your second podcast recording outside of your own this week? So you were yeah, on yeah. the King Kong Trail also, right? Yeah, two days ago, two nights ago. Yeah, and yeah. so you, this would is that three at least three podcasts this week? Uh, well, yeah, and then uh, and then we'll do our two episodes because we do two at a time. Uh, okay. Every other week, uh, and uh, yeah, so we'll do those two uh, on Monday, this next Monday. So yeah, you're yeah, within a, within the span of yeah of, of a week. <laughs> So I do appreciate you finding time. It's time to uh, oh, come shit, back my on. Pleasure, man. <laughs> no, it's it's always fun to get other podcasters on here because you know I've some of my guests like first time podcasters they get a little nervous and it's it's just good to have someone else who is not uncomfortable in front of a mic you know and, and especially <laughs> yeah. like you know we've we've become closer friends over the last especially since January you know talking yeah. all the time and yeah. and so it's uh, you know. A little more loose and, and stuff, but today we're actually no uh, surprise because I was uh, oh shit I just interrupted you a no no time. go ahead no keep going uh, uh, but yeah I mean uh, a year ago when I when I first stopped uh, stopped over here uh, and uh, and we did the what fire in the sky I think right mm-hmm. um, the Craig movie um, the uh, like we knew each other but we didn't really know each other know right each other you know uh, I'd never bullshitted with you about movies or anything before that. Um, which is kind of a big deal for me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you don't like, uh, you know, certain people have certain things that, uh, but, but for me, it's always been movies and, uh, just bullshitting with somebody about movies. You, you just learn so much about, about somebody just from that, I think. Oh yeah. You know, especially when, I mean, when you have like minded tastes and yeah. like a lot of yeah. the same stuff and <laughs> I'm like, you know, especially on a show like this where I, I find introducing people to things is like you know, where it started and the most fun. So uh, I reached out and I was like, you know, I've been trying to last year. I didn't think of it in time. And I'm like, man, I'm a dumbass. My favorite subgenre of horror is Christmas horror. (laughs) And uh, I was like, you know, I got to sneak a few into this year and it's, it's sort of a bummer because it's like do weekly and it seems like it goes so quick. So maybe next year I need to start in like November. Um, But I reached out and I gave you like a list of the ones I wanted to talk about. And there was a couple on there you hadn't seen. And this one that we're going to talk about today is definitely like, one of the movies that I would I love introducing people to because it's a big what the fuck. Yep. <laughs> um, so, Especially a person like me that uh, loves B movies and yeah, loves, it, yeah. It, fit, it fits right <laughs> into your wheelhouse of, yeah. of B movies are the best movies and Christmas because yep. you're a big Christmas movie fan, right? Yeah, uh, Christmas. I mean, not just horror, uh, just all all Christmas me too. movies. I, uh, I and 
Some I'll watch uh, during the you know non Christmas times too because they're but just so fucking good. I'm pretty much. Christmas. I'm a pretty big stickler on like sticking to it. Like the day after Thanksgiving, I can start. I'm I'm like a purist. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty strict about that, but I do like pull. I go through my walls and I have like I pull them out and I put a stack so I have to see them. God, like I do the my, same fucking thing, yeah. Dad. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I gotta know. Uh, you know, it's like almost a reminder. Like, it's, if they're sitting there, I remember, and it's sort of tough because we do the year-end episode. Yeah. Um, so it's like, do I watch something I love and it's a comfort movie? So I, I keep those for when I'm like, I'm sort of tired. I'm going to throw Home Alone on. I know yeah. you'll know, probably fall asleep, but it's okay to fall asleep to Home Alone. You know, it's like it's, it's like a big comfy blanket for me. Yep. Um, today I was just driving home from work listening to John Williams score to, to Home Alone, like I'm blasting Hell my yeah. car. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm 36 blasting the Home Alone score. Uh, that's uh, actually better than me probably because uh, I get made fun of by my kids because, man, all December, all I got on is in the car is Muppet Christmas Carol soundtrack. Yeah. That's probably one of my favorite Christmas movies since i was a kid we did in our family <laughs> we did um was a muppet family christmas oh that's a good one too. yeah yep. and that, like looking back like as a we did we didn't watch a lot of sesame street growing up we did watch uh muppets and my sister was a big fraggle rock but nice. like looking back like as an adult i i went back and found it. it's on youtube in pretty good quality and i was like you know the nostalgia like is overflowing like i hadn't yeah. seen it in 20 years or something i found it on youtube and i'm like this is for its time really crazy because this is a crossover of yeah. like the sesame street characters show up at the house mm-hmm. with <laughs> you know and it's like the crossover with fraggle rock they go in the basement and find yeah. like a hole in the bait and like the, the foundation of fraggle rocks there and yeah. the swedish chef is wants to cook big burger the whole time it's just like <laughs> it, it's it's like they didn't do a lot of crossover stuff back then no no back uh, then nowadays it's uh, you know half the movies it's, right it seems like sometimes yeah i mean we have crossovers. spider-man coming out in a week and it's going to be you know, <laughs> multiverse but oh um, my god which i'm way excited about me but. too me too but it's just sort of like you know crazy like back then as a kid i was just like oh of course these all exist in the same universe <laughs> and this is like a comfort thing for me i, I sort of wish i my mom still had those like vhs tapes of the commercials right. like i would just pop that bad boy in and just watch it all the way through but oh, yeah. um it, it's sort of weird because i worked retail um for years and it almost soured me on christmas like i ha- i sort of learned to hate christmas music because i would work from like november through january into january like it's gotta be rough all the time <laughs> uh and then you know with, with black friday you would have you know just the worst kind of people and, yep. and working retail you worked on every thanksgiving um the only day you really got off was christmas day you'd work christmas eve and you'd miss a lot of family stuff because of work and then when i got out of that it took a little bit almost like to heal a wound yeah. and then it was like okay i'm back in full in um, I still loved Christmas uh, movies, but I like the music and everything about it. And now I'm back all in. And Nikki, she, good to have you back. Well, yeah, and and and, and I think with Nikki, she she worked uh, retail after I did in management, and so she um, probably grew to hate it a little bit even more. And now she's sort of back, getting back into the groove, and good. I can play the Christmas <laughs> music. And it, it depends, but you know, I think I'm slowly getting her back on Team Christmas. But it's like. It, I think ever since like I discovered that there was this weird subgenre of Christmas horror, I was like, yeah. "Oh, this combines like two things I love." And it's weird because there's almost more Christmas horror than there is like Halloween horror. Actually, yeah, I've never really thought about it. But like, I there's there's right. a pretty good handful of movies that actually take place on Halloween. It's sort yeah. of, but it's almost like the Christmas time ones. Like, there's every year we get at least a few more. Yeah, and oh, I'm sure yeah. we get some some bad uh, Halloween ones, but it's it's like the record for Christmas ones, you know, they're 
pretty good. Like there's there's only a few that are really that I've seen that are, are really bad, but um, the one we're going to talk about today is Rare Exports: A Christmas Tale. It's the most magical time of the year. When traditions are honored. And the youngest among us still believe in the spirit of the season. something else than just plain rocks and dirt. This mountain is like a giant icebox. For storing what? Drill deeper. Prepare the dynamite. You have grain to rob. Mingalaiset suret tekee. Santa Claus. Selitä sille, että meillä on täällä pukki myytävänä. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. Okay, so Rare Exports was released December 3rd, 2010, and I'm going to butcher all these names. Um, written by Jamari Helander and uh, Juso Helander, the Helander brothers, um, and Petri Jokaranta and Sammy Pekarenin. Um Cinematography, I had to mention this guy because holy shit, this movie's beautiful. Uh, Mika Orizama. Uh, music by Jury Seppa and Miska Seppa. So seems like a lot of uh, sibling love in this one yeah. behind the scenes, which uh, would probably make. I mean, uh, I, I know. Uh, I mean, I I make movies like when I when I make flicks, uh, I usually cast like both of my brothers mm -hmm. in it and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And and people you know that I've known for years and stuff like that too. But the Cohen brothers, the, the Cohen brothers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Wachowskis. I, you know, we Wachowskis, have a lot yeah. of. Uh, which is weird because only one is doing the new Matrix. Right. Yeah. 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 I saw the other one uh, sort of said that they were taking a step back and decided they did not want to retread on old ground. And yeah. I, I don't think they meant it as an insult, more so as like, I'm glad that they can do that, but it's not for me. So here's the reins. Have fun. Yeah. Uh, and, so, and, so they, and they've both gone through a lot of changes. Oh, yeah. Uh, since. Yeah, since making yeah. the first one. So. Everything. The, the world's changed quite a bit, so I'm yeah. curious to see how that works. But yep. Uh, yep. Cinema, I think I mentioned Cinematography by Mika Orazma, um, starring Oni Tomila as Pieter Contio, Jamara Tomila as Ronaldo Contio. So actual 
father son playing the father Holy shit was yeah. it really yeah oh my god that was cool <laughs> yeah so more sibling stuff you know more huh. family stuff uh tommy coppella as imo which looking at this list i'm gonna have to look at imdb because i outside of peter and his dad like i don't know and, and maybe his friend with the mullet which we'll get to because mm-hmm. i'm like i i just listened to your dial code santa claus episode and i'm like <laughs> yeah. what is it with these weird santa movies with kids with mullets, mullets man, yeah they love mullets yeah <laughs> but uh, mullets are uh, i mean they're I, back now yeah they're back now yeah. but this is 10 years ago it was yeah made, uh, you said yeah so i guess they were ahead of the curve so ilmari javapa as jesso which is his friend um so we we have a pretty small cast as far as the leads we have like yeah. The three sort of local towns guys that are friends, and then the two kids, and then basically our... I wouldn't even... Would you call, like, the main... That, that older guy a, a villain that was sort of digging in the... I mean, he did awake the worst thing ever. Yeah. But the, he, he's sort of like a rich... Seems like a rich dude that was looking for... I would... Uh, no, I, I guess I wouldn't label him a villain villain because he didn't know the full extent of what, right. he was, what, he, what he was uncovering, I guess. It'd be like it'd be like saying, like, John Hammond in Jurassic Park was the villain or something like that. When, yeah. Like, I guess he's not really a villain. He didn't know what he was doing. He knew what right. he was doing, but he didn't know. Yeah, this has a 90% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, which Hell isn't yeah, surprising. It it's, <laughs> a, it's a beautiful and, and very uh, creative film. Yeah. Uh, so this film is based on a 2003 short film, Rare Exports, Inc., um, and its 2005 sequel, Rare Exports, The Official Safety Instructions, huh. um, by the Hollander Brothers, both of which involve a company that traps wild Santa Clauses and trains and exports them to locations around the world. So I, I haven't seen the shorts. I think one of them. I was gonna ask you. If you I think had. at least one of them's on the DVD. But I'm almost like, do I want to watch them? Yeah. I don't know. This is so perfect. I'm like, I don't want to. I guess it'd be sort of cool to see because you know I've seen a lot of being a short yeah. film festival director. I've seen a lot of shorts adapted into features, and uh, sometimes it works great, and sometimes it's sometimes like it's they're bluff. just <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you're stretching a short into yep. a feature, which yep. uh, the, I think part of the charm of this one is that. Yeah, there is, I wouldn't necessarily call it filler, but it's, and I wouldn't call it a slow burn either, but it's like a yeah. quiet brooding movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just really, I mean, you, you said it like three times already, but it's just like, even in the pacing, it's just a beautiful movie. You know yeah. What I mean? Visually and storytelling wise, it's just a beautiful movie. Yeah, the, the father-son relationship's really interesting, and it's like their quietness the way that they live secluded we never find out what happened to mom but there's something there it's like you know that that clearly hurt dad deep where he is you know he's always sort of quiet and stern but you can tell he loves his loves peter very very much uh but that sometimes it kind of it seemed like and i i thought the dad in some of the scenes i thought the dad was throwing down some just amazing acting um it really like, uh, they were sitting there eating the gingerbread, just him and the boy at the table, and uh, it was like he, he couldn't even look at his son, because, like... Cause he I, says, I think it's because, maybe because he said, like, the cookies are just like mom made. Yeah. Like, and that, like, brought up a lot of bad... Exactly. Not bad memories, but, like, good memories, but heartache. But hard memories. Yeah, yeah. 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 And it, it felt like uh, maybe this was, like, the first Christmas since the mom passed or, or left or whatever happened to her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, it's I, I think it's interesting. It, it's good that we don't necessarily know. Like, it leaves yeah. some mystery in these characters. Like you said, that performance... I think everybody knocks it out in this movie, but yeah, especially yeah. the dad and son, like 
knowing afterwards that their actual father and son makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of, of sense why they were so good. Yeah, their chemistry together. Yeah. together. But that little boy, like you know, the the lead. Uh, that's a hefty role. Like it, he pretty much is the lead, and he carries it really well. Like yep. kid actors can either make or break a movie. Oh, they can and, fuck up a movie. Yep. Yeah, and he's he's really good in this. Um, in his stillness, like a lot of a lot of people will see this, you know, and think, you know, man, is it, I've I've heard some people call it boring. I'm like, you know, it's really it's like this is what you know they're they're out there in secluded like area. It, it is quiet. You yeah. know, they, it's two people living in this tiny little house. Life's not easy, but I feel like that makes it real, right? And that's what I like about yeah. it. Yeah, like this, this isn't you know Kevin McAllister setting booby traps. Like yeah. this is Dad setting, um, which is all also awesome, <laughs> right? But yeah, but this is Dad setting you know wood spikes in the ground to catch something yeah. that's killing the reindeer because their their whole year of uh, finances depends on on these reindeer, and now they're fucked. So yeah. it, it sort of kicks off with a like an ominous scene of this almost villainous guy, a rich guy up in the mountains, and they discover that they're drilling and they hit sawdust. And they're like, well, what is sawdust? Well, saw they used to pack ice in sawdust. So yeah. it's like, what's down there? And this guy, you know, we got to start exploding. Well, these explosions cause the wolves to come down from the mountains and kill the reindeer. Well, Peter and his dad and his friends, they usually trap the reindeer and, and use that and, and sell the meat and keep the meat and it feeds them and financially takes care of them for the year. Well, yep. now what? So they, they, I'm just going over it in short and then, you know, we'll, we'll get deeper into it. And then eventually, cause, cause really the story overall, while it's crazy as shit is really simple. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. The, the, they, they're sort of fucked. So they go up to confront them and find out like, Oh, they were digging something out. And it almost, the first time I saw it, I'm like, Oh, this is like a really sort of, like non-alien version of the thing like yeah. they they pulled something they didn't know what it was out of the ground and, and now they wish they hadn't yeah. um and and so these rich guys you know they they pulled something out of the ground we find out pretty quick when when peter's dad catches a naked old man a naked old guy <laughs> yeah and his <laughs> trap like trapped. what the fuck's going on um i almost like you know, the first time I saw, I, I think I just saw like the a thumbnail or something, or maybe just the cover of it that I bought, and I did not know. And I'm like, where the fuck is this going? Yeah, right. Like, and, and this is like a good, like I said, this is a good one to introduce to people for the first time because it really, you really don't know where it's going. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I was confused as fuck. Right. Because I think that that naked guy is probably about halfway through the movie. Yeah, they or they, right? t- they take their sweet time getting to it, building yeah. building up to it, and uh, and like it, I, I didn't look up the budget of this, but. I mean, maybe it's just, it's finished, right? This movie, I think, I is think a finish, yeah. and it's like, does the, the wherever they shot is gorgeous, and it's like, oh either either they spent all their money on locations, or it's just how that looks, and they got lucky, but man, it, it, obviously the cinematographer, and the set dresser, and like the, the person who did costuming, everything, because... Yeah, yeah, even the set dressing, like the the house of the, mm-hmm. of, of the, uh, of the boy and his, and his dad... Man, that was that was really good. I even have that uh, written down as one of my notes. Like the set decoration was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, and the, the little boy is like, you know, he had like a baby blue sweater with like a red hat that sort of just like yeah. contrasts to white snow, and it's just like something beautiful about it and, yeah. and the way it was shot. And it's like, you know, the the I love like in that sort of stark, dark, cold area, like the the sort of soft glow of the Christmas lights on the mm-hmm. house that are rudimentarily put up because, you know, the boy puts them up instead of dad, and yeah. dad doesn't understand why he wants to keep them on at night. 
him and his friend have this uh, thing stuck in their head that, you know, they're digging up Santa Claus in this place because there's, you know, he looks in these books, which when you're looking through those books at the beginning, when he's looking through them, Peter, it's like... That was awesome. Really cool drawings. I'm like, I want some yeah. of those books. Like, yeah. I, where do you get those? I want to <laughs> yeah. read about that, you yeah, know? Yeah, the drawings were fucking awesome. The And, and just the way, the, really, the way that they filmed it also, that, that whole beginning uh, credits that... Yeah, that's like right at the beginning, it. yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that was, the way they filmed it was fucking phenomenal, too. That was beautiful. Him just looking through books was a right. beautiful scene. Right, and <laughs> little things like when, uh, you know, he's so paranoid after they uh, are up in the mountains and see them exploding uh, whatever is, is in the ground, he sets up, like, a bunch of suitcases so he can look out the window and yeah. sets, like, a little bell on his on his wrist in case he falls asleep it'll hit this bucket and wake him up i mean he's, he's creative a little shit you yeah, know he and, is. <laughs> uh but it, even like the the, the off-centered you know suitcases in that room where his room's decorated stuff i'm like this is even like gorgeous like yeah this is just cool like whoever you know whoever did all this you know i, I would love to see the shorts and see if th they were inspired by this but like even strange little things that they didn't cut corners on like they could have put like little loincloths on all the Santa Claus, but no. they make them all buck naked. And that's like <laughs> just something about that is jarring. Like seeing yeah. a bunch of old naked men is yeah. very jarring, but it's like, you know, it's unapologetic about it. It's like mm -hmm. in your face, but it's not like sexual because it's, they're weird. Like that, like a herd of what is 125 or 45 or something they said. Yeah. I think it was 145. Yeah. Yeah. Of, right. of Santa Clauses. And I remember the first time I saw that, like that scene where, you know, and I'm jumping all over the place, but you can yeah. see him like running over the mountain, like a herd of reindeer. It's like, holy shit, this is epic. Like, this is... Yep. Someone thought of this and it somehow made it from paper. Someone funded it and it got made into a movie and a good movie at that. Like, well, see, and, and, and I love when the when these movies take a, just a... kind of a ridiculous plot. It's a ridiculous plot. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's silly as fuck. And then just take it completely serious. Mm -hmm. Like, this is an actual world that these characters live in. Right, they play it yeah. straight, yeah. They play it straight as fuck, and, and I there, love that. There's some, there's a little bit of dark humor in it, um, mm -hmm. but it's like, it's not at the fact that we're watching a movie about, like, unleashing an army of Santa Clauses that, yeah. that steal children. <laughs> it, it's, like, more of uh, funny at, like, the expense of like what these guys are like you know we have the big burly guy with the, that wears the sunglasses friend all the, that yep. wears like aviators all the time he's always tough but when they get this like naked old dude in the garage like they don't know what the fuck to do you know uh -oh. you have three of the toughest <laughs> roughest dudes who cut their Probably own wood in town. <laughs> right cut their own wood they're rough as shit you know always having holes in their sweater and wearing yep. long johns and just the kind of guys that you don't cross you know and and uh you don't want to meet in a dark alley and these guys are all just they don't know what the fuck to do with this thing because they're, yeah. they're ready to chop up the body because apparently setting those kinds of traps, he was, he was just trying to catch the wolves that were eating his reindeer. Yeah. Um, but apparently I can understand with it's regulations, illegal. it's illegal. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's exactly why, because yep, right they, there. They, they caught this. But um, <laughs> Peter, what I, I like it too is also that Peter's like so curious throughout the movie yeah. and just like a kid would be like, if, if we were in that situation, I would want to look in that trap. I would want to follow yeah. Dad around. I mean, especially when it's just I'll, you and Dad. I'll, I'll eat your fucking gingerbread cookies now. Can I go look at the body? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He there. saw. He yeah. saw like you know maybe a brief hand or something. He's like you know he knows something's up and he's yeah. he's been on it from the very beginning and no one will listen to him and that's what's sort of um, just so satisfying at the end when the shit like hits the fan and they realize like oh Peter was right the whole time. It's yeah. like usually in movies like this the kid never gets his redemption and no. this one he does like he, he does. was right the whole time. 
the adults were wrong. Uh, and man, he called it right off the bat, too. Right, yeah. <laughs> the kitchen. Which, which a little questionable at the very beginning when they're, <laughs> when they're up in the hills. Um, he's like, and maybe I'm guessing that there's like, maybe in Finland there was like stories of, of something maybe yeah. relating to this or something. Where it was based on something because it sort of, he sort of takes like a, a leap of faith of like, they're up there with dynamite and they're they're drilling for something. It must be Santa Claus. Yeah. So I'm going to read in the books. Like if it's he, a hell of a stretch. It is a hell of a stretch. <laughs> but once we get there, and I guess it's like we have to, you know, we're we're talking about this crazy plot, so we have to suspend our belief for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, once it gets rolling, it's like I'm all in. And they 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 capture one and. Like as a first time viewer, you were you were probably like, "Is this the Santa Claus? Like this is it?" Oh, like, I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and I was sort of you know they they trap him and they think he's dead. They're about to like cut him into pieces, and I realize like he jerks back before his arm hits the saw, and I'm like, yeah. "He's fucking alive." They check. I like how he takes like his butcher knife and puts it by the nose yeah. to fog it up. Like yep. it's just like it's such it's a like good a, idea. <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea, but it's like such like a like I'm gonna put a knife to his face to check his breath, not check his pulse or put yeah. my face because I'm not getting near this fucking thing. Oh, put a know. fucking butcher knife at his nose. Um, also, it seems like uh, this isn't the first time he's had to do that. Yeah, like, that's the kind of characters that we're dealing with. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's and you know because he's like I'm on my way to a Santa gig and he's like oh you're gonna help me cut up a body. Yeah, and he's and, like oh, okay, but it needs to be in a, under an hour because I gotta get going. Right. I gotta, yeah, I gotta <laughs> get. What yeah. the fuck do you guys do? Yeah. And I remember it's just the, a Friday night. <laughs> it's funny because like rewatching this, I probably haven't seen it in a few years. I'm like, what was that tie? And then eventually, you know, when they they go to try to sell the Santa Claus back to the rich guy and they put his suit on him and actually dress him like Santa. But, um, you know, they had to find like a casting call of like just old guys with big white beards. Cause yeah. they're, they're not wearing costumes. Like these guys are clearly like, but that, that main guy, he's like, I'm a little worried for his health. I mean, his arms and legs. I mean, he's he's a skinny looking dude. Yeah. Well, yeah, his arms. Well, his but ribs, also, yeah, yeah, his like ribs. He's got it like sucked in in the middle yeah. the whole time. The way he's standing, it's weird. Yeah, but it's it looks creepy as fuck. Oh yeah, it definitely yeah. gives gives off some some vibes. Oh, and then anytime because uh, they've got him captured, but it, uh, and then the the Pietro, right? Yeah. He uh, he'll like. He comes into the scene and then like the looks that he is he is giving the kid oh, is God, just yeah. creepy as fuck. He's look he, he's just curious and looks in the window and that's when they start seeing his like nose yeah. move like he smells something. I love that cuz yeah, it's like I love it, dude. he can smell the kid outside the building. It's like he's a he's a machine. He and it takes everything that we we have come to know about Santa Claus and think on Santa Claus and like flips it. It's like yep. Santa loves children. Well, these these Santas love children too, but not in the same way. Like nope. they want to <laughs> fucking take them. Uh, children and, and gingerbread cookies. Yeah, which, which I love that too. Yeah, it's like you know he still had to stick to some traditions. That yeah. one was right, you know. Yeah. And I love that when that dude comes out and he's tossing them and they're, they're tossing to get to the helicopter. Yeah. It's, and again, they play Genius. that. They, and then they play that straight, which is just yeah. so. It's like you know something funny. He's throwing. He's trapping Santas and distracting them with gingerbread cookies. But it's like. It's cool as hell. He like gets yeah. to gets to the, gets to the chopper using. It's like man, I I never if I was in a situation I wouldn't even think of that. I yeah, think, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, and and you know I it's it's very cool when they have him in there and he's like, Peter's calling all of his all of his friends on the list and he's checking them off and he's like oh he's like the only good kid but I was well, sort of confused too because he was he was he 
snipped the fence to get up in the mountain, <laughs> and it, uh, maybe he was just the only prepared kid. Well, I think, though, uh, that... Well, he's probably coming for him. Yeah. That's how he trapped that yeah, one. Yeah, because because he had uh, the little, like, uh, when uh, when the old guys with their dicks hanging out, uh, when, <laughs> when they uh, bust in uh, to a kid's room and, and steal the kid, they leave behind, like, what, like a wooden doll, right? Yeah, like a and, weird and looking... The one that, they, that, uh, that his dad captured, he found the wooden doll i think that was his replacement yeah 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 so he was he was gonna be taken too yeah so shouldn't have cut that fucking fence right (laughs) and and he reminds me so much of like when i was a kid because i had i i had some pretty bad friends and i was always like the good kid in the group but (laughs) i would always like we would we would do something and i would just feel immensely guilty for the forever it's like i almost wanted to tell on myself you know and uh his friend was sort of the one that's like do not tell them because he knows like his dad's probably a little more rough with him. You yeah, know, you could tell like, like yeah. he's a little more scared of his dad than than Peter was. Like his Peter's dad is is no nonsense either, but he you can tell he's a soft he's a softy underneath. Like yeah. he loves Peter and wants the best for him, and and, uh, and feels bad for him for losing his mom probably. Too. Right? Like, yeah, all those, like, they, they got each other. Things, yeah, he yeah. knows that that's all he's all he's got. So, uh, you know, they they play that up pretty well. But yeah, when they they got him in there, and it's like he's trying to explain to them and, and rewatching it was really cool because it's almost like, you know, I, I'm seeing things I missed and I, this is probably like the third or fourth time I've seen it, but, uh, it was almost, it didn't feel like the first time, but it definitely mm-hmm. was like my wheels were going. I'm like, Oh, I forgot about that. You know, it's yeah. like, Oh, I forgot. And he looks up that feeling <laughs> when, when they get into the, this whole thing, they tease throughout the movie with the advent calendar. Yeah. You know, he, he locks, like he does not want to open the 24th one, which I'm guessing is like Santa or something. Yeah. And that has to be what it was. And that big door in the middle of the advent calendar, but he's like taking out the little pieces all the way up to that one. Then he like tapes it shut. And then later in the movie staples it, stapling shut. it. Yeah. 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 And, and then the big reveal towards the end is like, he goes up to this big garage and it has that number on the door. Yeah. And I wasn't even, I wasn't expecting like that to be the case. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was just like he didn't. Yeah, like he was he was afraid of like what would be in there. Like you said, like a Santa toy or something right. like that. Yeah, and then and he's already dealing with like a homicidal Santa. Yeah, uh, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I loved the I, I loved that reveal of that big door of the of the fucking the, at the end. Yeah, and it's it's like we sort of cross some rules. Like it's almost. Um, like a vampire, where if you kill like the head vampire, yeah. the the other vampires like cease to be vampires, but yeah. not quite that because in this one, when the head Santa, like the the big boss Santa, I don't even know you the, the <laughs> what do you Santa, call it? yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he when the, he perishes or they explode him, these guys don't go back to their normal life because oh. they find a passport on the one they capture, and he looks normal in the picture. Yeah. So it's like, do these people like get? Are are these people abducted by Santa Claus? Oh, well, and turned that, into them? Because or would was that he, be all the workers that were up there? Right. That's that's what I wonder too. Is they turn those workers that were that were mining up and like they get attacked? Yeah. You know, I, are they turning them into those Santa Clauses? So, but but who turns them like initially? Like the right. first one to turn the rest of them into? Right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we're thinking... We're looking too- for plot holles in a fucking <laughs> in a silly movie. Yeah, but still, I mean, <laughs> you know, they. It, I do sort of like that they don't explain that kind of stuff because it's like, yeah. it, one, it makes it a little more easy to digest, but two, it's like the mystery of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, this is the, obviously not something that was, was successful enough to get a sequel, and I don't want a sequel, but... Uh, yeah, I don't need it. No, and I almost don't need the... And I enjoy it, but almost the ending, like... 
when we go back and we learn that you know what where the the title rare exports comes from yeah, where they are yeah. they're taking these guys and they clean them up which is a funny scene they yeah, take them to like funny. a group yeah. shower and uh you know clean them hose them off and then train them to be like mall santas basically yeah. like who's buying these you know what did it, it said like <laughs> tanzania it says like tanzania or something on the the label the last one and they push it through there but it's like maybe that's where mall santas come from Who i know knows? that i wrote that down too i was like is this the mall santa origin story yeah, yeah, but it's it's such a cool idea, you know. It's like yeah. when that old guy, the 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 lead like digger, the guy that oversees all that stuff, like he he plays it cool too. Like he, his the way he like contorts his face, and you know he's sort of wearing like he's the only person in the movie that wears like nice clothes. And he has his own helicopter, yeah. but like when he's he's explaining it to them, they're like, he's like, what do you have? And they're like, we have Santa Claus for you. And he's like. Let's see the cargo. He knows what's up. Yeah. And and, oh, yeah. and I love at the beginning too, something I noticed this time that I, I don't think I noticed before was um, right at the beginning, he sort of has an idea of what's happening because he hands them, or when he realizes what's happening, he hands yeah. them that list of like rules. And it's like no smoking, no swearing. And, it's, and I, the, I think the first couple of times went over my head, but I'm like, Oh, these are like, you know, he knows when you're sleeping, he knows when, when you're awake. You're like being bad. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, so don't don't like Sam it's sort of like the Sam, you know, from Trick or Treat of yeah. like, you know, Christmas where yeah. it's like follow your rules. I mean, sort of Krampus like too, I guess. Yeah. But it's like, you know, don't swear, don't smoke, don't and as soon as you, you do any of those things, those fucking things take you out. Yeah. Like he he tells them right there, you know, in English, like when he's looking to cargo, he's like be quiet, put your weapons down. Yep. And he and they're like, you know Smile. Smile. Smile real big. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then they're like, what the fuck did he say? And he says like and then you just see people start getting taken out and the lights go out. Yeah, that was a cool scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean when it, it takes a while to get there, but it's like the build up's worth it because when yeah. it's it's so just so mysterious when you get that first one and you're like, Is this this is Santa? This can't be it. And I, I actually really like that when we get into that big building with like the 24 on the door and we see, yeah. we only see like the horns of this thing, Yeah. which I'm like, it, it makes me now think but that's like, all you need to see. Right. That's yeah. what's cool about it. It's yeah. like your, your brain fills in which, which is going to be way cooler than anything you're going to act. They're going to be able to create on the yeah. scene. Cause you never actually see like the Santa or right. whatever. Like the, is it Santa or Krampus? I don't, I don't really know. I don't know either. either. Yeah. yeah. They, they but, sort of say like, I think they say like the, the, the Santa or the like main Santa, but yeah. it could be, you know, Krampus too, yeah. huh? <laughs> Which I think you know I won't get on to that too much, but like Mike Doherty's Krampus, you know his version of Krampus is really cool because, uh, yeah, I like that a lot. I haven't seen the Naughty Cut yet though. Me either. Oh, I have it. It's, it's supposed to be here from Target, but they keep pushing back the the shipping date. But nice um, fuckers. yeah, but I I thought his take on it because you know we've seen Krampus throughout and he's sort of like a goat like figure and, and yeah. stuff but like or like a monster and he took like that that look and then added like Santa's skin on top of him and just made it so cool but it <laughs> makes me think of that with the horns you know um, but this guy you know whatever this thing is that's frozen that block of ice is fucking enormous I mean oh, it's it, huge yeah. yeah Jesus it's almost as big as the like warehouse building that they're in yeah yeah, yeah. tall wise at least yeah and it's it's you know just seeing the horns like you said is enough and they they cut them off and put them in the back of that truck and that yeah. seems so cool like uh, Peter's dad, you know, they it shows them like hand drilling and putting in the dynamite. But when they step Which back, is awesome. There's like a there's like a fucking thousand sticks <laughs> of dynamite. Yeah. yeah, there's a thousand of them. And then uh, God, the line I think is uh, is uh, looks like we've been naughty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. 
<laughs> I was cracking up. Yeah, and what's great, like you said, <laughs> yeah. is that they play that straight. Like, yeah, straight. straight yeah, as fuck. Which is, I, I don't think this would work if they tried to tried to like make no. it more of a comedy. Like, it, if there's any comedy, it's like very dry. Yeah. Um, and and very subtle, but. Uh, you know, like when when Peter dresses up and puts on like the hockey helmet and the pads and stuff, and <laughs> tells the friends, awesome. yeah, yeah, which is you know that that's that's sort of funny in its way, but it's not like for laughs. It's just sort of like you know, you know, this is what a kid would do. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It, it, now after I've seen, I'm the last time I saw this was before I saw Dial Code Santa Claus, and now that I've seen that and I know that movie well, it's like yeah. the parallels, like. Did this director see that? Because there's a lot of stuff. Had to. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like looking at his watch and it made me think of you guys like talking about his big ass brick watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. From, yep, yeah. yeah. I love that brick watch. Yeah. It's cool as <laughs> I shit. I need one of those. <laughs> yeah. But that, that, I mean, can you imagine Rare Exports and Dalco Santa Claus would just be a killer double feature? Double feature. Yeah. Give just me like, please. Two, yep. two of the weirdest Santa Claus movies I can think of. Probably yeah. the two weirdest. I yeah, mean, probably. You know, it's not It's not like in Silent well, Night, Deadly Night. Well, technically, he's not Santa. That's breaking into the house but uh, uh, i'm gonna have to throw in there because i love this movie man and you listed this off uh too this is one of the ones you suggested but i've seen it already uh santa slay with oh, goldberg oh fuck yeah oh my god that's another one that's just yeah <laughs> added, uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be good too man like, right <laughs> i've always I, there was one time so I was, ridiculous yeah yeah I, I i that one like premiered on have you guys done on your podcast yet? No, Santa Slay. No, 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 no. I, I, and actually, I've only seen that once. Kind of, I think back when it first came out. Yeah, yeah I think it originally was on. I might have been Spike at the time. Yeah. Now it's like Paramount Network. I don't know if it was Spike at the time. Might have been before it even turned oh, to Spike. Spike TV. Jesus. Yeah, it, well, it went from like <laughs> TNN to like Spike to yeah. Paramount, whatever. But it, it was originally like a made-for-TV movie. And I remember it came out, and there it, it only came out on TV, you know. And back then, it was like you didn't, no one had DVR, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I remember like a few people on, you know, were were clamoring like, "Oh, it's a lot of fun." And then I found that on DVD, and I'm like, "This is so much fun. This is like the campiest, like yeah. dumbest. I fucking love it though. It's that so opening dumb. scene, the opening oh, with like Chris Kattan. It kills and... like every Jewish actor <laughs> yeah, that you God know. Damn. Yeah, the Fran Dresser, yeah. uh, the the con guy, right? Yeah. James Con. Yeah. How the hell is did they the get dad? James Con in that? Like, <laughs> right. how did they convince him? Like, just, just you just need to get killed off in one scene. Yeah. Uh, Show up being eight minutes of the of, at the beginning. Yeah. And then, you, yeah. you know the wrestler Bill Goldberg. He's gonna play a killer Santa Claus. But and he's yeah. just gonna bust in like the fucking Kool Aid Man and yeah. just kill everybody. It, God. It, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't get brought up enough, and um, I don't know why. I'm sort of sad because this weekend I think that and I think it might be Silent Night Deadly. I'm not sure which one it is, but Joe Bob's hosting him in Chicago, like as a double oh, feature. Shit, yeah. that'd be cool. It would be really cool, but man, like Chicago, right? Traveling to Chicago in the winter yeah. sucks. Yeah, um, traveling to Chicago anyway sucks. I yeah, think. but I hate big cities. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it can be a headache, but. Um, I would just love to see what he has to say about Santa Slay because that's yeah. that's one that just doesn't get brought up enough. Like when right? people, it's always like Black Christmas, Silent Night, Deadly Night, uh, Christmas yeah. Evil, which are great. Yeah, yeah. I love them too. Yeah. Uh, what do you What do you think is like your favorite Christmas horror movie or like uh, your top ones? Favorite Christmas horror uh, Christmas horror movie? Yeah. Oh man, probably. I mean, I'll be honest, probably. And you uh, and y'all are playing at the Capitol this month. Silent Night, Deadly Night, man, I love that movie. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yep, yep. I have, yeah, and I'll probably talk about that one before, like uh, at the actual screening, because I oh, I have cool. like a weird uh, sort of connection to that one, and I posted on Facebook too that like 
growing up it was the only movie my mom yeah. made my brother like stop and tell me to get out of the room which made my I, i'd never no mom's never told me that this must be yeah. really bad i have to see it now you know one of those things she she accidentally filled up my curiosity but like and then you watch it and it's just like mind blown yeah yeah well i mean I, we watched it and it was like i remember specifically like sitting in a room and it was fine until like you know, Santa, the, the guy dressed as Santa flags down the family, like yep. rips the sh- mom's shirt open, like rapes her, shoots dad, and the baby's crying. My mom's like, nope. Boom. Yep. And I, it, she was being Sorry, a good mom. Tad. Yeah, that, that <laughs> one is too much. Like Friday 13th is campy enough. It's okay. Yeah. You know, but this, this is just a mean spirited movie. But like, you know, I just, I don't know what it is about Christmas horror, but I just, I can't get enough. Like they've remade Black Christmas twice now and I like all three of them. Do you? Yeah. I was going to ask you. Yeah. Cause I mean, the first one obviously is a fucking classic. Um, I liked the second one, but the, when I saw it, but I haven't seen it since it came out. Yeah. So, and I've been trying to fucking rewatch it, but uh, when I search for it uh, on for for it, where like where it's streaming, uh, it'll pop up. But then when you hit play, it plays the original one. Yeah. Yeah. And I it's, fucking it's, hate when it does that. It's not streaming anywhere, and it's not even on print on DVD anymore. Really? Yeah. Jesus Christ. There's never been a U.S. Blu-ray made of it. Yeah. Uh, there's a German Blu-ray coming out, I think, later this month. Um, but of course, you have to have a region-free player and shit. But like, yep. uh, <laughs> which I should probably fucking get anyways. Talk, I always run into that. I saw like Justin Bean posted about. Um, you know, the new Krampus cut because he did all the special features on it. And someone in the comments the was like... Cut? Yeah. Jesus Christ. He's yeah. a fucking god. I know. He's all over oh the place. Oh, my God. Well, someone in the comments was like, uh, you know, hey, you like, what about the Black Christmas reboot from like 2006, I think it is? Or yeah. somewhere around there. I think 06, yeah. Yeah, and uh, he was like, you know, the director like had a really cool, like, brutal cut of it and then the studio took it and like re-edited it and, and really huh. uh, killed it. He's like, I would love... If we if like Shot Factory could get it, but I just I don't think the demand would be there for you know a, a new like release the whatever cut. I don't even know the director's name. Yeah, but. I don't. I mean, it, but I mean, doesn't it have a like a like it's got that uh, the one girl from the the thing uh, the last the thing movie that came yeah, out what's yeah. her name Mary uh, Elizabeth Weinstead or Win- something Winstead, like that. Winstead, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean she's pretty popular, especially like I feel like uh, she's put out some pretty dang good horror and yeah, like, genre yeah. movies, you know. Yeah, and Lacey. Chabber, I think, from uh, Mean Girls is in it, too. Yeah. Well, see, I always think of uh, Lost in Space with her. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I, I really like that one, too. And I think yeah. it's different enough that it's like, you know, it's, it, I don't know, it, it has the basic premise, but it's 74 to 2006, very big gap. And then the new one was vastly different almost the not new, the new one but see i love i liked a lot what they did with oh me it. too yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, you're i'm glad i found someone else who liked it because they got yeah, shit on by it a lot got, of people it gets shit on and i don't fucking understand why it gets shit on yeah i really liked it yeah but i i think i'm pretty easy to please when it comes to christmas horror i'm yeah. like put up a string of lights and you know and i'm happy it's yeah. like oh you know i almost you know it's like the whole die hard thing like oh it's a christmas yeah, age old movie. question is yeah. die hard i just watched it last night actually yeah yeah <laughs> I, it's I, a fucking Christmas movie. I, I agree. Fuck. And every, I, we need to figure out a time one of these years to play at the Capitol as a Christmas yeah. movie. I think it would get get a good crowd. Um, I'd kill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. Last year they played it as a double feature at like that uh, bluegrass drive-in yeah. with uh, Christmas Vacation, which I think is oh, a cool. really cool, unique double feature. Yeah. Um, I like those kind of double features too. Yeah, yeah, me too. Like, it's just kind of like it's not even the same genre, but, right? But they're both, but they're both fun movies, right? Both really great movies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, 
what did you overall? I assume you really liked Rare Exports. Yeah, man, I liked it a lot. <laughs> yeah, so we we uh, I don't think did we cover. It seemed like we covered just about everything on the actual like storyline. Uh, yeah. Oh, th- I thought it was genius, like Peter's plan. Um, so. He, they go and they notice that all like the radiators and heaters and even the guy's hair dryer his wife's hair dryer <laughs> yeah. was missing yeah he gets his he gets his hair his wife's hair dryer back and, yeah like, he's so worried like, about shoves his... it in his pants yeah like, like it's a fucking gun that was yeah fun. yeah <laughs> and he's they're so worried but he's like so uh pissed off about like my wife's hair dryer was stolen and you know it's like <laughs> you can sort of see where this is going because they're talking about you know the thing yeah. being frozen in ice and and being packed in sawdust and stuff but um when they get there it's sort of cool because they have I'm guessing that army of Santa Clauses have been stealing those, and and it's like they yeah, they have so they the, can... the the brain enough to steal these heaters and plug yep. them in and and try to thaw out their master. And actually, those uh, it turns out those uh, the the army of Santas uh, are his elves. Yeah, which I thought was a cool way to way to way to throw that in there with the elves. Yeah, like a whole weirdest, different twist on it. Weirdest elves I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you think about you know like. The idea that we took like the Kris Kringle thing and, and Coca Cola, like a, a pop brand, basically created what we know as Santa Claus now. Yeah. It's like it makes sense, you know. I don't know if they would be like like malnourished old naked guys with white beards that that <laughs> sort of resemble, yeah. yeah, with dicks flapping <laughs> and, and flabby asses. But uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it's it's so perfectly weird in this movie because the story's so outlandish that yeah, you have it, to go all in. It fits. Yeah, and I, and I appreciate that they go all in because. The movie in general is just sort of uncomfortable, and then when it, when it gets into that, it's like they like I said they didn't cut corners and, and like put them in loincloths because that would have just like where did they get the loincloths? They make the yeah. loincloths. Why or they... even or even like if they all had like Santa jackets or, right. or fucking even a hat, a right. Santa hat. Like I don't right. need any of that stuff. Like it's so much better with just no clothes on. Right. Yeah. And and Peter's uh, plan is just so perfect. Like he he like looks they're in the warehouse. He looks up. There's no roof. How do we get out of here? helicopter you know and then he does the luckily the pilot you know their friend uh his dad's friend uses the gingerbread cookies to get to the pilot luckily he knows how to fly a helicopter yeah you know but it seems like he seems like in that group of guys someone knows how to they all they all drive snowmobiles everywhere they're they're out in the middle of nowhere someone knows has to know how to fly a helicopter get the fuck out of there and and there's always that one guy that knows how to do everything right and if they if they don't know how to do it they're gonna they can figure it out right yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I, I was rereading a review today where it was sort of like talking about some jarring CGI scenes. I'm like, I didn't really oh, notice it. I mean, I, didn't notice the, it. I, I noticed like towards the end, the, the helicopter, like when it's in full bloom is like, you know, CGI, but it's like, it looked fine. I thought it looked cool as fuck. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And so he takes his plan of like, when they discover this big frozen, they discover all the kids are there too, that were missing. They're not killed. They're in like burlap bags. Yep. And I love that. Um, you know, the, the farmer was like, they're like, calls the cops and he's like, you know, someone got into my potatoes, and he's like, "So you you called me over stolen potatoes?" He's like, "Not exactly." They go in the yeah. barn, and the potatoes are all there. They took the bags. <laughs> took the bags, which yeah. is it's so cool. Well, like, saps. because saps. they're they're sort of like sealing that thing of like, uh, you know, where would they get the bags for the kids? Yeah. Well, from the potato farmer. Yeah. That makes sense, yeah. you know, yeah. and is really really they smart. Do a real good job. I mean, like uh, for just a ridiculous plot, they do a good job with tying things in with like with yeah. itself. Yeah, making Jesus. it believable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, so he, Peter has this grand idea, like, which you know. <sighs> Where are the rest of the parents? Who knows? Because there's a lot of kids there. A lot of kids. Yeah. Apparently, the uh, these three are three main characters. The only ones uh, out looking for their kids. Right. Everybody else is like, eh. well, he, when, he, when Peter's <laughs> calling around, quiet. yeah, nice. it, it, on Christmas Day he's calling all these people, and they're like, 
oh, the kids yeah. are out and, and they'll be back later. It's like, yeah. um, if I wasn't at home on Christmas Day, my mom whooped my ass. Like, yeah. that's yeah, the one day you Christmas have to... Christmas Day, yeah. yeah. That's the day you have to stay home. Like, yeah. any other day, late, maybe later in Christmas, like the night, you can go see your friends' gifts or what yeah. they got for Christmas, play on their PlayStation or whatever, but... During well, yeah, the day, that's family time. And these kids, uh, they, they like the parents don't even question it though. Um, right. Like they weren't there to open presents. It's a fucking right. kid. They're gonna right. want to Christmas open morning. Your, your yeah. kids rushing downstairs. It's Christmas yeah. morning. So one day of the year they look forward to. But uh, you know, may, maybe they all saw that wooden doll in the bed, and they're so, such bad it. parents. They're like, oh, you know, they, <laughs> they need to sleep in or whatever. But uh, and maybe maybe finished Christmas isn't quite like ours. But uh, yeah, I guess so. but it seemed like Peter was was you know all about the the holiday. But he he gets this idea of like let's take a big net and use the kids as like bait. Yeah. And get him up on the helicopter, which is a genius plan. A great plan. And, and Pietro and, is a fucking badass. And, and it's dude. very believable because he yep. helps his dad like um, herd the reindeer. Yeah. And that's they like set their that thing. whole thing up. Yeah. It's, pay it off. Later. Yeah. It's, 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 it's <laughs> awesome at the beginning, and and not just like they didn't just use the reindeer at the beginning to to link us and show us how Peter could come up with this idea, like the reindeer actually played into the story because yeah. they were murdered and that's what got them up to the mountain to discover where he discovered that like sheet where they could see almost like the ultrasound of whatever's down yeah. there and that's what got the the, the wheels going it's yeah, just so yeah. genius how they tie this all in together and and uh at the end it ends up like what we what we started off with about these reindeer actually is what saves a day and it's just so smart like you know, hurting the, and, and then of course he has this big hero moment where it's like, yeah. Oh no, the gates closed. What are we going to do? And Peter's like, he does the hero dive backwards off the <laughs> helicopter. It's so, so cool. when they're flying and he's like holding onto the net, you know, just when you're a kid, like you think about like when you were a kid, like, yeah, that's like in uh, my mind, that's like what I, I would be it. doing. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. that, that would be my moment. Like <laughs> hanging on here with all my friends, I'm saving the day, dad, yep. you know, you take care of the big Santa Claus. I'm going to, I got this. And, he says, you know, on the walkie-talkie, like, tell my dad what I did, you know, yeah. and lets himself go. And uh, I thought that kid was toast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that, that scene is really cool. Like, you know, they show it from out, like, from far away, and they have this pen with, like, uh, the electric fence that they built for the reindeer, and he falls in, he lands on the wires and saves himself, but... Uh, and drops down to the ground, and then uh, man, all of those dicks just running at yeah, him. Yeah, Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, like a herd of them, and I, I wondered if, like, you know, did they actually, like, get, like, 150 dudes to do like run That's naked through the snow thing. or is it like you know really just really good cgi because it yeah. looks real to me but yeah. of course the way they lit it and stuff is perfect that they could get away with it but yeah. it's it also adds to the the weirdness of like these things are not human because it's it's frigid winter and they're buck naked running through a blizzard and it's not affecting them and of course that right at the right moment the the big baddie gets blown up and all these things just set their weapons down it's like they don't have a purpose anymore. Yeah. They're just like, like sort the vampires, of, like yeah. you said earlier. Yeah, yeah. sort of like yeah. mindless, you know, like what do we do now? Where are we sort of looking around? But they're not back to like human yet. Yeah. They apparently don't go back to human like like a lot of... Uh, I'm trying to think of what other movie I'm thinking of where it's like the big baddie dies and everybody wakes up and they look around they're like, what are you doing here? What were we doing here? You yeah. know, there, there's a couple movies uh, like that. But um, yeah, and then of course we get our... our well, my question uh, that that I was thinking in my head uh, when okay so uh, Pietro drops down there all the naked guys are running after him right he he uh, what is his plan to shut the gate 
After they get in there, After yeah. they get in there, because they're just going to, like, get him, and then they're going to leave. Right, right back to the hole, yeah. yeah. Nobody's there to shut the gate. Like, a yeah. whole plane... I know I'm just picking now, No, guess, but no, but... that makes sense, because <laughs> it's like, you know, he had to be there to open the gate, but yeah, who's going to be there? Who's going to close it? Because <laughs> I thought, like, you know, the the helicopter pilot was like, you know, you, you I, can't, I can't land to pick you back up, so yeah. if you go, you go. And I'm like... Well, he, he could, like, just lower a little bit, and he could drop off the, the net, open yeah. the gate, and jump back up to it, and they could take him back over. But, you know, that wouldn't but be then, a big heroic yep, moment yep, where yep. he sacrificed himself. <laughs> yeah. He, we think he's, you know, sacrificing himself for the uh, moment. Well, she was at the time. He didn't yeah. he didn't know that his dad was going to explode those things right away. But, I thought uh, they were going to kill that boy, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> No, we can't have Peter. He's like yeah. our he's our main guy, and uh, he had a cool hockey helmet, so he's protected. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And uh, he had uh, some protection on his butt too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he tries to get his friend like a bump. He carries around like a little stuffed animal on a leash, which is adorable. That's adorbs, man. But that was it, too cute. I love like in in Finland that they he can carry a stuffed animal in one arm and a fucking like rifle in the other, and he knows how to shoot it too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a badass. Like he's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. And they all know how to ride snowmobiles, which is like, you know... Even the kids. Yeah, yep. the kids just jump on them, and yeah, they have their own. Like, they yeah. take it to, to when they're snooping up on the mountain, you know, which... The way that the the dad and the other guys, like the his friends, the way they sort of indicate that crossing the border is like a big, huge... A big no-no. And I'm like, those little shits, like, cut a hole in the fence and we're doing it themselves. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm just... I, you don't understand the, like... The, the immense size of like how bad of what they're doing is until like dad comes back and he's he won't he doesn't want to do it nope. you know until he realizes like oh i'm gonna be bankrupt if i don't go get my money from these guys yeah um but it's like you know I, it makes me think of when we were kids we lived over by the airport and we jump over the fence and play in the cornfield by the airport and it's like if we did that now, we'd be fucking like on a no-fly list. Yeah, but, uh, you'd be on the terrorist list yeah. or something. <laughs> they had they had like old hangers and stuff back there behind like Greenbrier Windsor Circle, and we would play Man, in those. You buildings. did run in a bad circle. Yeah. <laughs> well, all the all the neighborhood kids. I mean, like our parents would be like in summer. It's like just go out and. No, I remember, those were the days. So. Yeah, we. Would, I remember they were building like they they were redoing Harrison to connect it out to. Uh, out to like where Buffalo Wild Wings all that stuff yeah. like they connected those two streets and. Uh, they had to like dig way deep and, and so they would put out the construction things with like the blinking lights yeah. and we'd wait for all the construction guys to leave and we'd take those blinking lights and we'd take them out into the cornfield and place them randomly throughout the <laughs> cornfield by the airport and you could see them at night just like they look like giant lightning bugs it was really cool and of course they'd fucking hate us for that but uh, oh, I bet. you know that it just made me think of like you know and th- these little shits are like crossing a border going into like into Russia Russia oh, yeah man. yeah it's like <laughs> Like at the beginning, it's like, oh, it's innocent enough. But how how the hell do those kids get up to the top of the mountain? I don't know. But yeah, and then they came down awfully quick. Yeah, off that mountain. Yeah, <laughs> before they started do, making any explosions, they were already down at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, but you know, like I said, it's it's a story about uh, killer Santa Clauses, so we can't really question yeah. too many plot holes. <laughs> uh, did you have anything in your notes? I know you were sort of jotting down when you were uh, watching. Oh man, I I think uh, we've kind of just talked about most of it. Yeah, that. That gingerbread scene, I gotta bring that up again. That dad was phenomenal in yeah, that fucking scene. Little tear rolling down, little just tear rolling the, down. the stillness. Yeah, yeah. You felt it like the the tense, like in the air. You could cut the uh, yeah. what do they say. You could cut the uh, the god tension with a knife. Yes, or there something. you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then also, uh, 
I'm pretty sure it told uh, it said four hundred reindeer is eighty five thousand dollars. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That doesn't seem like a lot for a rain for like for four hundred reindeers. That seems like yeah a lot of work for that much money. A and, lot of work and for that there much was money. That that's and maybe we just didn't see them all, but it that mm. seemed more like. 25 reindeer that yeah. we saw that that field you know <laughs> yeah. so i don't know if like if that <laughs> there was more elsewhere or they just saw that and were like you know the, the rest are somewhere else um you like know i'm scared to come back to right, this area or something right yeah. but you know <laughs> yeah i i question that too and and this whole thing was over 87 and then like one guy's like ask for a million for the santa they're trying to sell the <laughs> the santa back to the rich guy and it's like before we know that there's you know a hundred over a hundred of these things yep <laughs> uh and then uh God, I was just thinking, I mean, you, you talked about, like, the mountain scenery and shit like that, how beautiful it was. Uh, I want to watch this, like, you know those VR goggles and shit? Like, I want to watch this movie with those VR goggles so I can, like, look around and shit. Yeah. Because it was just so pretty. Yeah, oh it is, God. it is, like, yeah, per, like, this time of year, too, just gorgeous to watch, like, you know, just, I remember the first time I saw it, I expected, <laughs> oh, this is a little indie movie that was, you know, not very well known. It wasn't, yeah. you know, advertised much. It wasn't, didn't make a big splash. And I was like, watching, I'm like, man, like, this looks better than a lot of movies I see it at does. the theater. Like, the mainstream, it's just, yeah. whoever shot this, you know, is, is, uh, a uh, genius. I should, I should look <laughs> up his name and see what else he's shot since then. Because I looked at the director and he hasn't really done much. Uh, he's done some stuff, some I think a few TV shows and maybe another movie. Uh, one that has like Samuel Jackson in it. Oh, cool. Uh, I and it looked like maybe the same kid that played Peter, but I'm not sure. Um, but I, I hadn't hopefully his dad too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Give him a job. Yeah, <laughs> I hadn't. I didn't. I hadn't heard of it, but um, it was not it something that was you know again not something that was a huge success. But I might check it out just because I want to see. But it, I'm curious what else the uh, cinematographer has done because just oh. you know just. Use this as your highlight reel, man. Yeah, like some he, of those he shots. You made a fan out of me. Yeah, yep. it, it's it's just a gorgeous looking film. You could almost watch it. And one thing that's sort of understated is the score. It's very, uh, yeah. it, it's very quiet. Not much to it, which is sort of adds to the movie. It's like exactly. less is more. Yeah, it's not uh, flashy. It's not right. in your face. Right, it gives all, the movie what it needs, and that's right. it. Yeah, and, it, and it's. And I think there's a lot more of that. Uh, like the still in the air, like the quietness of the movie is what makes it so interesting too. Yeah. Is that you're like it's like brooding it's like waiting for this reveal like we know so, this is good this is a horror movie if something's coming yeah. with santa they, they have that one fake out where you think he's coming down the chimney but peter just set a bear yeah. trap in the in the, <laughs> yeah. the chimney which is just a bad idea with his dad his dad almost whooped his ass yeah. uh grounds him you know but peter doesn't listen at all during he, I, you could make a drinking game out of his dad saying stay right here yeah and he doesn't fucking stay there ever ever he <laughs> ever. never peter never Even listens at the end when the shit is going down yeah. and they're trying to sell the the one santa that they think is the real Santa to the old to, to the business yep. guy. Yeah, he doesn't even stick like stick in the truck then. Yeah, he's, he's yep. fucking gone. But you know, which is a kid. Right, it's a kid. <laughs> eventually, he ends up saving the day because he doesn't listen. But yeah. uh, <laughs> it's just sort of funny thinking about like, especially I notice it when they're like walking up to the trap and he sees something. He's like, "Stay back, stay yeah. back," and he he just does not listen. No, nope. nope. few steps behind him. Stay back, stay back. And they get to the hole. Then he's like turns around sees him he's like go 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 there's nothing to see there you know and it's like nothing to see but uh we'll, let's take a quick break to hear from the prescribed films podcast network and Ooh. then i have a little bit of uh trivia but not a whole lot you're 
listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Okay, so I look up the trivia on IMDb, and surprisingly for a movie that's sort of like a cult classic, there's not a whole lot to it. So um, Brian Greene's passport number, which, you know, the first Santa Claus they find is Brian yeah. Greene. They, they look at his passport. is 3145265, the first several digits of pi. I don't oh, know cool. why. Just probably like, what do we oh. put there for his passport number? Let's just put pi. But someone apparently noticed that, and that was one of the three things on this uh, page. Rano and Pieter are played by real-life father and son, Jorma and Omni, um, which we talked a little bit about, which adds to their, I think, definitely adds oh. to their chemistry. You can tell that they're comfortable with each other and really play like father and son. Yeah, and you really get that feeling while you're watching the movie, and then it, it, when you said that at the beginning, it just makes complete sense. And then, yeah. like, for the movie, they really killed his mom? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... <God> damn. <laughs> They, they just found out, like, yeah. What's, what's, they're, when they were casting, they're like, you know, have you lost lost your wife or your mom lately? Like, see, uh, I actually kind of thought a similar thing when I was a kid uh, because uh, Street Fighter, the movie Street Fighter. Have you ever seen that one? Uh, shortly, I think shortly after that, I think that was Raw Julia's last movie, right? Something yeah. like that, or was one of one of his last. Uh, and he dies in the movie. So, like, little, like, fourth grade Brett was just, like, after I saw that movie at the theaters, I was just like, and I knew that uh, he had passed because uh, uh, I was a movie nerd. Uh, then uh, I was just sitting there thinking, like, do they give him extra money, like, ahead of time? So to kill him, yeah. To ki- yeah, like, do they give him <laughs> a couple extra million that, like, gets gets uh, passed on to his kids or something like that? I don't know. I always thought it'd be sort of like... I was an idiot. <laughs> no, no, I, I actually, like, as an, almost as, like, probably, like, late teenager, I, I would say this all the time, but I was like, if I would ever come down with, like, cancer or something that you know like a terminal illness that i know i'm gonna pass away like i want like to be put in like a halloween sequel and actually like let michael myers take me out but of course they can never legally do that but i'm like but yeah like i'm gonna (laughs) die like yeah just like like, let the actor like stab me i'll sign all the waivers you know you have one shot like make it good you know but i want to i was like I'm going to go out and make Michael Myers kill me, for real. That would be sort of cool. But yeah. uh, Well, I know that you're a big Michael Myers guy. Uh, yeah. But, uh, I mean, if you didn't mind uh, somebody uh, somebody that uh, wasn't a, a big name like that, you know a lot of indie filmmakers. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's probably a lot of people who would sign, like line up to kill me. But, oh, uh, shit. I don't believe that. <laughs> um, and then one I thought was really interesting, which really has nothing to do with the movie itself, but Kate Blanchett names it as one of her favorite movies yeah. Huh? Yeah. What? What? The serious actress? <laughs> yeah. That's she, fucking awesome. Apparently she's a big <laughs> fan, which may, I mean, this is a good movie. You know, I yeah. think even outside of like, you put it next to, you know, I can, I can see where people would not enjoy Silent Night, Deadly Night. It's yeah. jarring. It's, yeah. it's not yeah. a pretty film. It's yeah. like, you know, it's, it's an it's ugly rough. movie and it's rough <laughs> yeah. and it's, it's mean. And, uh, but this a guy is like, like me feel like that roughness though. Like I, Oh, I love it too. Yeah. It's part of the charm. For yeah. Me, for I love me. it too. But like, I think this, like I could, I could like show this to my mom and she would at least appreciate <laughs> how gorgeous it is. You know, she, yeah. she'd be like, why do you watch this weird shit? But <laughs> 
the plot, like, it's just one of those things where, like, you know, I hate to compare it to this, but yeah. the first time and the only time I watched uh, a Serbian film. Oh, never seen it. I don't really. Yeah. Don't need to. Yeah, don't but, need to. Um, <laughs> it, only the way Joe only Lynch talks about it. Only um, <laughs> only reason I'm bringing it up during this one is because the first time I watched it, I'm like, it's really gorgeous movie. Like it's well made and well acted. Mm-hmm. I'm like, some cinematographer with tons of talent made this. Yeah. Like, why does it look so good when it's such <laughs> a like a, such an awful topic? But it's like one of those like uh, it, it it this movie doesn't uh, like have any business being this pretty. Yeah, yeah, but you know, but again, like you said, like this is such a silly premise for a movie but they they took like a silly premise good writing good yeah. performances good cinematography like all the ingredients are awesome on a in when you have like such a strange story and you, you make it like this it's you know it's a hit and yeah uh you know it's i wonder now I'm, i am sort of curious i'll probably will have to watch those shorts just to see like yeah. you know <laughs> where they they sort of started with it as a base but it's just such a such a cool concept and you know a lot of the the horror Christmas stuff deals with Santa Claus, but you know a lot of it's just killer Santa. This yeah. is not this is not killer Santa. No? This is this is like just really something else, something completely <laughs> else. And you always hear people go, you know, I'm you know no one does anything original. We always you know have remakes and sequels and reboots and you know all this stuff. Like watch this, yeah. If and if you've gotten like an hour into this and you haven't watched this, that we spoiled everything for you, but uh, <laughs> it's still worth a watch, like I said, because it's just oh, gorgeous. God, yeah. And uh, again, I mentioned off mic that I was sad that I uh, never picked up the Blu-ray because I think that's out of print. But hopefully, it has a re-release. Justin Beam, if you're listening, get on this get one on, too. Please. Yeah, <laughs> while you're you know working on uh, waiting to hear back about the Black <laughs> Christmas remake, you can get on on getting a nice. Special feature, special feature full uh, Blu-ray for this too, because this I want a 4K because this is just so gorgeous. Yeah. Like, oh my you know, God, yes. Yeah, I, I'm sort of sad like there was no shot shot of me actually seeing this one in a theater because this would look really yeah. nice in a theater too. Oh God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and yeah, I don't, and I don't know if it would get enough of a crowd if you played it at the Capitol or something. Yeah, well, I mean, we played Dial Code Santa Claus, so yeah, if true. it can play on the screen, this can too. Yeah. You know. We we had to pair it up with Gremlins to get people there, but yeah. <laughs> uh, you know maybe if we we plugged in with something or just maybe some some night you know where I do a movie night and we always watch this on the big screen. And <laughs> this is probably this has probably been on the list a few times for my birthday because yeah. uh, it's definitely <laughs> bizarre enough to fit yeah. up there. You know, I, I've recommended it to a lot of people and I feel like. I've run out of people to recommend it to, so I'm glad I I finally found someone. Else I came along, <laughs> yeah, and and you know now the way I consume movies, I'm like, well, I can't if I find someone who hasn't seen something, they have to sit down for an hour and talk talk with me about it. Um, Speaking so, of your birthday, man, uh, I loved the light up this year. By the way, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, loved it. I've been hearing a lot of uh, you know, first one was really great. I, they didn't a lot of people didn't love the Boxer's Omen. I think maybe yeah. the subtitled longer movie second was. Uh, not the best choice, but um, I could I could see it, uh, especially because uh, it seemed like it had a like it's one of those it was one of those movies that has a couple different endings, yeah. you know, like a couple different big endings, like they get uh, like uh, after at the end of the movie, right? Uh, like they uh, they're in the clear, and then he has to go box still or something like that, right? Like there was. There was a lot of endings to it, and it was the second movie, so... It was getting yeah. late, and I think also, like, late. it's one of those... It's a cool-ass movie, but I think it yeah. also is one of those movies where it's, like, crazy scene, and then 
yeah some story and then back to crazy scene where like something like uh mystics in bali is just batshit from oh the beginning God, to end dude, that movie was nuts <laughs> yeah it was definitely the highlight the first one yeah but, but i still dug the, the fuck out of the second one yeah so you know I, i'm like maybe next year i'm just gonna pick some like uh oldies that i just love because there was one year i did uhf and black dynamite and i'm like neither of those are crazy but it's just being in a room watching those like seeing i've never seen uhs on 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 a big screen and uh there are people there who hadn't seen it that's the weird al yeah hell yeah and to me that's like as far as comedies goes probably my favorite comedy of all time is it it's just it's (laughs) so good like i'm sad that weird al never got another shot at it but uh it's just to me it's like Everything I love about Weird Al in a movie, I just adore the, the the stupidness of it, and I think that's like my my weird like love for horror music. Like I bond with Jason, then I found out like Mike's huge in the Weird Al. Oh, like, he's I don't, huge. Yeah, it's yeah. like oh shit, like you know, it's, it's again like running into people. It's like did we just become best friends? Yeah. You know, it's like it's like what, what in the world? Like you know, I just have so much in common with uh, so many of these people. It's like. When you're an adult, meet, making new friends is weird. It's sometimes, like, you just stick with who you know, but it's yeah. it's just been nice, like, throughout this, like, film circle and podcast circle and, and just reaching out and, and reconnecting with old friends and meeting new friends through those old friends and then taking those new friends and making them, matching them up. And it's <laughs> yeah. like we just have this sort of big family of of just good people. Yeah. You know, oh, it's, yeah. it's nice. So um, and every, Everybody uh, that I've met because of the podcasting and stuff like that the past year has been fucking just phenomenal yeah Yeah. they've all been amazing well yeah i mean it's just one after another meeting cool motherfuckers well i mean yeah like you guys doing a live show at halloween palooza was cool as hell like you know i loved it like that was a blast and just like seeing going from like you guys like you said creating at the beginning of this year and doing a live show there it's like you know it only took less than a year and you were up there it's just cool like how fast those connections can be made and and uh, you know, you guys are still pumping them out. So everybody, and that's, and that's one of the great things about film. I think is is that, uh, like, uh, you know, I walked in uh, to do a podcast with you a year ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Never like talking to you too much. You know, before that, just haze and pleasantries and stuff. And we would run into each other, but uh, it was like. Like with uh, another uh, movie person, it's like almost like you have a like a shorthand with them or something yep. like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's like you're you're old friends without even yeah, yeah. without ever talking or something like that. Yeah, yep. It's like yeah. a it's like a way to uh, connect. It's like yeah. Yeah. I think there's people who just love it, and know it, and you know, it's like a second language. Yeah. I guess, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I assume your podcast. I know personally, but you know, if you're listening, you can you can hear it everywhere. It maybe. A little pitch for if people are hearing you on here for the first time, a little bit about your podcast. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, we're a weekly podcast. We're four friends and sometimes a guest. Uh, tad twice so far. Yep. So far, hopefully. Uh, get together, discuss a set topic. Then uh, we kind of just see where the conversation goes from there. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, and then, yeah, every, every other week we find a random B-movie to watch and uh, dissect and talk about... Uh, and uh, usually the three of us love it, and Ashlyn uh, hates movies. So it's kind of fun with her. You know, we're all like, oh, my God, it was amazing. And then she's like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Did we watch the same goddamn movie? But that's what makes it fun. Yeah, that's, and know? it makes it fun for us, too. It's yeah. always sort of like a, it's always like a huge surprise <laughs> when she does like it, though. 
Yeah. You know, yeah, what, yeah. I think she liked. Uh, it's a huge surprise. Train to Busan, right? I think yeah. She, everyone that I mean, how could you not like that? Oh my god, it's uh, a fucking modern day classic. I yeah, think. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> but it's just like when when she does find her groove, you know, yeah. it's like. Oh, everybody's together. But, of course, it's always fun when you have to put her yeah. through something where <laughs> yeah. she just hates it, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then uh, I also want to throw out, I don't know when this is going up, but uh, this uh, I, I think uh, at the time of this probably coming out, our last episode of uh, of the B-Movie Square would be uh, with Brian Godsell as our guest from the I Like It Spooky podcast. Yes. 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 And that, and that is uh, The Wolf of Snow Hollow is what we did. Jimmy Cummings is amazing yeah dude i i fucking love him i <laughs> fucking geeked out when i saw him in halloween kills halloween kills i know i don't i didn't know he was in me it either the, yeah just and going I, into I, it i like leaned over to nikki i was like watching opening night and i'm like fucking jim Cummings. that's jim fucking coming he's playing another cop <laughs> i did that to katie but she doesn't know what the fuck i'm talking about well so. nikki was like who i'm like wolf of snow hollow thunder road have you seen thunder road no god damn that we have to do a first time on that oh one. i want to see it so bad yeah it, it's really good he has uh another one out now but i haven't seen it uh the beta test yeah the beta yeah, test uh my show. friend ray child's in that from snake alley festival film really yeah cool really sweet nice guy and really good actor and uh he has a small part in that and I didn't know, and he was like, hey, I saw you posted about Wolf of Snow Hollow. Um, I worked on Jim's new movie, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, Wolf of Snow Hollow last year on our year-end episode, I'm like, that was my number one, so he sent it to Jim. And Jim was like, oh, that's so sweet. That's really nice. I'll have to give it a listen. I'm like, don't make him listen to our five-hour podcast. <laughs> I was like, I can tell you where we talk about his movie. Um, <laughs> I'll give you the time code. Yeah, time yeah, stamp. but I'm just like, we're, we're like, me and Jason just like, you know, fucking gushed over him because yeah. just love that movie. But then... I saw him pop up in an episode of Dave. Uh, oh, God. I still Dickie. need to see Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he popped up in an episode of that. I like Little Dicky as a rapper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Funny. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. You know, another, like, mashup where, you know, Godzill has sort of been, you know, I didn't, I met Godzill probably three years ago at Midwest Monster Fest sitting at the Attack of the Killer podcast table when Mike and Jason were going to get lunch. He walks up and he's like, oh, I've oh. heard your podcast before. You know, and that's it was like that's all it took was like you know, huh. oh you're Tad. Like I'm like yeah, you know, we we started chatting, and then you know, things just sort of roll that's from there. Where it's like we start talking movies, and you know, and then really? it's like oh you're only in Galesburg, yeah, I'm in Burlington, only forty five minutes away. And then you know, it, it's again like the the movies then, are a second language, and uh, you uh, invited him to the birthday right yeah uh, last year, but uh, and he would have been there, I would have been there. I had no idea who yeah. he was. We didn't yeah. we didn't ever talk, and then. Uh, I think it was over the summertime. Uh, Jason uh, was sweet enough uh, on AOTKP to uh, put uh, put my book advertisements on there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he, I think Brian heard that and then uh, drove down to the Burlington by the book, or he was coming down. I think to, for some reason, yeah, 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 and picked it up around the corner over Burlington by the book and sent me a picture of it and everything. And uh, and then I got to hang out with him at SNAF. It's yeah, a Valley Festival yeah. film. And Godsell is just like a huge supporter of everything oh, like God. i love that you know i love it, Brian Gosling. yeah he's yeah amazing yeah he just he always uh you know make sure to support everybody everybody's yeah. podcast everybody's books anything that if you make something he gave me a, a charles band book for my birthday and he was like 
Well, I was at his table and it was like, you know, if you buy two books, you get something. And he's yeah. like, so I thought I'd just buy two books and give one, give them to some friends. I'm like, what a nice guy. Like, you oh, know, yeah. he, God damn. Yeah. Just I'm like just nothing that he, he doesn't always support and a sweet guy. But uh, that sort of lends to like where you can find your books. You know, uh, oh, you um, mentioned Burlington by the book. Yeah, if you're uh, local listening to this. Yep. Yep. If you're local, uh, head down there and uh, support Chris down there. Because, uh, man, that motherfucker is such an amazing guy also. I yep. love that guy. Um, and then, uh, but, uh, but if you can't, uh, make it here into town and in the Burlington, uh, I do have them on, uh, amazon.com. You just got to search for Brett Royer, Brett with one T. Yes. Brett with one T Royer. <laughs> You'll find his books. Listen to the podcast everywhere. <laughs> uh, where can do you have your uh, short films anywhere? Is it on your YouTube or? Uh, we do have it, uh, and uh, if you uh, if you go to our Facebook, the Brett and Tony with Ashen A Facebook, uh, you can find the you can find like the YouTube page link and stuff there. So there's not too much up there uh, right now. Uh, Just your latest ones. Latest ones, I think two of the latest ones, and then uh, like uh, a couple a couple silly videos. I think where where we're eating hot shit for no. reason. Oh yeah, and shit like that. So. Well, hey, that's what you know. That's what <laughs> yeah. we all do. I have unboxed yeah. shit, and you know, you, you know the drill. But uh, yeah. no, it's just it's great to have you back on. Are you making candles too? Did I see you? <laughs> I do make candles. Yeah, I've been God, doing man. that for do everything. four years. I think I saw you're like, come get get some books, some candles. I'm like, is there anything he doesn't do? <laughs> uh, and then, uh, well, uh, fingers crossed if everything works out. Uh, Going into the soft pretzel business, uh, maybe next summer. So what? we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Where did that I come from? I don't fucking. Know. I love soft pretzels. <laughs> I know, me too. Were you I... just like, I guess I'll see if I can make these, and now well, I'm gonna. I was, tr- I was trying to think of like something. Honestly, uh, I was trying to think of like something I could do downtown, or or like in during like during farmers market or something like yeah. that too. And then uh, it was just like, well, what does a farmers market need? Like, I don't ever see motherfuckers walking around like snacking on some pretzels. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I would buy a fucking pretzel or if, like some pretzel bites or something. Oh yeah, if God. I if I go to like any sporting event or concert or anything, mm-hmm. if there's like it's like a hot dog or a soft pretzel or even theme parks, I'm yeah. like, give me the pretzel. Give even the pretzel. even a bad pretzel is a good pretzel. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, in any form, any a twist, a stick. See, I anything. think I, I sold uh, I sold you all. Oh, I'm already, already I'm already in. I love <laughs> I love a good soft pretzel. Plenty of salt with some like hot mustard. Oh, with the hot mustard. Yeah, because I, I can't show cheese. See, I can't do cheese, but, so I have to oh, like yeah. resort to mustard. But I found like, and this is really weird. Like one time we went yeah. to, um, I don't want to get too far off, but one time we went <laughs> to this little hole in the wall comedy club. We drove all the way to Chicago to see Chris Hardwick. Like nice. like I don't know seven eight years ago, many years ago before he did like the whole Nerdist and became yeah. who he is. Before he's on Talking Dead and all that, so it's probably like ten years ago. Yeah. But um. We were like, oh, Chris Harvest gonna be in Chicago. We didn't realize it was like this tiny little comedy club. We get in and they're like, you know, how many two, whatever. They sit us like so that our table was the stage. Yeah. And uh, there, were, I had never really been to like a real comedy club. I only seen it like locally stuff. So it was like two drink minimum. I'm like, oh shit, you know, okay. I don't drink alcohol, so I'm <laughs> like, just give me two like Mountain Dews or whatever. And they're like, and he had to buy a food item too. And I'm like, okay, I'll take a pretzel. And, pretzel. <laughs> and, and it's like, I was always in my mind like associate because that was such a good time like. We sat there and he did this bit where he was like, uh, okay, everybody in the front row, I'm going to go across and everybody name what you do as a job. Yeah. And it was like, you know, scientists, this, this, and he's like, I can, he's like, every show I can go my front row and we could take the front row and we could save the world. If every, if the apocalypse <laughs> happened, my, my front row would be able We're to good. take care of Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, that's how you know I'm an, I'm a nerdy guy is when my, like my followers could, could, you know, keep on the, the, the world, keep it going. 
Um, and I always associate like soft pretzel with that because I was like, it was like one of the, like, it was just a good night and like, you know, sitting right there and eating a pretzel and watching Chris Hardwick. So now I have this like weird connection in my brain. So um, again, don't want to go off too far on yeah. tangent, but uh, thanks. Especially on my podcast. No, yeah, but, that, but that's what like, you know, is, is the fun of podcasts. I, I have guests on here and they're like, I hope that like you can cut that part out. I'm like, that's what people, that, that's what's good about it. You know, yeah. it's like they yeah. come for the movie to talk, but then you know it's this kind of shit that you yeah. know yeah. to me stay for the conversation right yeah, yeah exactly so and... um again thanks so much for coming back it's so oh. good to talk i could have talked christmas horror and now i'm like already getting off other things but uh <laughs> it, like again just you know support everything brett's doing he's he's a good guy he's supporting everybody else too and we're all just a big movie loving podcasting candle making pretzel twist and family yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. go check out his books his podcasts his movies uh, candles pretzels everything he's doing um thanks again brett for coming on oh thanks for having me man it's always a pleasure thanks again for listening to today's episode if you enjoy the show please leave a review on apple podcasts a special thank you goes out to my friend scott schreiner for our intro and outro music we'll see you next week on first time podcast